When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? One of the very interesting stories going into the postseason, that of the Los Angeles Chargers. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Want to hear from you and Canty and Carlin Nation. Right now, we turn to the NFL playoffs. We welcome in former NFL linebacker, three-time Pro Bowler. He is Sean Merriman, who joins us right now. Sean is the founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Ask him about that in a little bit. They've got an event this coming Saturday. Sean, we appreciate a couple of minutes. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. How you doing? What's up, guys, man? Thanks for having me on. Well, we appreciate it, Sean. First of all, what has been your take on the Chargers season overall with the way it unfolded? Because I have to be honest, there was a time where I did not think they were getting to double-digit wins or the postseason. Yeah, there's no doubt about it that the season for the Chargers has been wild, right? Uh, coming into the season, you, you look on paper, and they got Justin Herbert and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Eckler and Mike Williams and, and Cannon Allen, Derwin. You look on paper, you're like, oh, this, this team is going to win a, a championship, right? I mean, that's, that's the feeling you have coming into it. And boom, week one, injury. Week three, injury. And, and we're not talking about injury to just some guys on the field. We, we're talking about their main players, you know, some of the key guys and not go down for a game or two, but go down for six-plus. And so if you told me before the season started that that would happen and they would still have a chance to be in the playoffs, I, I would have put all my money against that because it's, it's highly impossible to have uh, the amount of injuries they've had and still able, able to, to, to be in the playoffs in, in that division. And, Sean, speaking of the injuries, we, we saw Brandon Staley make a questionable decision to keep his starters in into the second half against the Denver Broncos in a regular season finale that really wasn't consequential for the team because the Baltimore Ravens had lost to the Bengals in a 1 o'clock window. So the Chargers were, in effect, locked into the fifth seed, and they were going to be on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tell me what you made of that decision in real time by Brandon Staley to play those guys and – for Mike Williams to actually be adversely affected because of it? Well, you know, for one, uh, I don't believe in, in resting guys. And, and, Chris, you know more than anybody, like that regimen is important, right? You want guys waking up at the same time, mentally locked in, going into the game, even if it's, hey, I, I, this is the same way I drive, it's the same place. They want that same regimen. And anytime you tell guys not to play, I would I would never stick guys completely. Now, what I would have done is, you know, once, we, once I realized that, hey – Guys, we're, we're locked in the playoffs. Nothing's going to change here. You want your guys playing the first half. Maybe even come out a little bit the second half just, just to get normal, to get in that reg- go back to the regiment, right? You sit on half time and get ready to go back out there. You want them in that same circle. But it does come a point in time where you're like, okay, let, let's go into this game healthy because we all know the most healthy teams win in the playoffs. Sometimes it's not the best teams. It's just that you got your healthy guys available. Sean Merriman, former NFL linebacker, three-time Pro Bowler, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Sean, you're preparing this week for Trevor Lawrence. He beat up on the Chargers earlier this week. What is going to concern you the most about him? 
Well, for one, they're, they're young and hungry, especially on that defense side of the ball. They got four guys that they'd like to get after it. And, you know, the rookie, obviously, but more importantly, uh, you know, Key and, and, uh, and Josh Allen, those, those guys can get after the front. So you always have to worry about the momentum shift uh, with them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he, he's played so much better since the new coaching change. Um, and I always feel bad for quarterbacks that have these coaching changes, the front office changes, because you never really get used to anything. Uh, now, we've seen him make some, some missed opportunities, right? He had three or four passes in that game, and two of them could have been touchdowns that he just overthrew and he missed. Now, we, we, you know, being a Chargers fan, and those my guys, I need a few more of those misses this weekend. Uh, but you have to get on them and get on them early because if you put points on a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't think they have enough to fight back in a, in a, uh, against a team who can put up a lot of points. They play well against Tennessee, but Tennessee also didn't put up a lot of points. They had an opportunity. So you don't want to go into late in the third quarter, early in the fourth, with these guys feeling confident because the game is still close. Sean, the Los Angeles Chargers are the rare team that's going into a road game on Wild Card Weekend as a favorite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big picture with Brandon Staley. How much pressure is on him to win this game? There's a lot of pressure. And, and I don't want to sugarcoat it or make it any, any other different. Uh, you have – uh, you, you have a Ferrari, right? You have a Justin Herbert. You got two outstanding wide receivers. You got an all-pro, all-time lead in safety back there. Guys are playing well up front. I believe in their last four or five games, they, they're like number one across the board in defense and turnovers and everything else. So you have the, the keys. Um, and now, now you got to drive it, right? You got to put them in the best position to win. Obviously, the guys have to show up. They got to show up. They cannot start the game slow and make Jacksonville Jaguars feel good about themselves and confident. But more importantly, they have to put the guys in a situation to win the football game because if they do, the Chargers should win it. So when you go into a game like this, you're watching this game. Is the coach the, maybe the biggest concern, or what would be the biggest concern going into it? Well, the biggest concern is you're going into Jackson into Jacksonville, right? They they are hungry right now. They got some momentum on their side. Um, they're, they're extremely they're young. They're extremely confident. Right, you see that that defense and, and Chris, you know these guys are jumping up and down and diving over. Pop. I mean, they they just they have that thing about them. They're extremely confident. So the concern is that you start slow and make them feel like they have an opportunity to win that game. If you do that and you play on their level, because let's let's be honest, I mean the Chargers are the better team. But sometimes that doesn't matter when you get in these situations where you have a young, hungry team that want to go out and take care of business. They have to go down there and start fast. It's that there's no other way. Sean, could you see the organization making a change at the head coaching spot if things get ugly in Jacksonville? Yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and, and, you know, without, you know, kind of, because Brandon Staley, let me tell you, has done a terrific job in a lot of occasions. But when you have someone like Justin Herbert, who's a, you know, generational talent, you got, you know, two great wide receivers. Um, you know, I think Rashawn Slater at some, po- some point in time talking about going back. You got a Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Yeah, when you start looking at the, the players you have in that field and you get booted the first time in the playoffs, yeah, that there's no doubt about it. That will be a that will be a talk. I mean, it's already been a talk, but you, you know, I also want to stop and give Brandon Staley credit. I mean, with that amount of injuries and what they've talked about during the whole season and them still having the opportunity to play in the playoffs with what they've had happen, that's also a tremendous compliment. But if he doesn't go and take care of business, that will be a big talk with the Chargers. 
Sean Merriman, former All-Pro uh, linebacker, joining us right now. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. He is the founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, and uh, this week teaming up with Fubo Sports, uh, Fubo TV's 24-7 sports network, to stream the first international Lights Out Extreme Fighting event. It's Saturday, January 14th in Riverside, California. Uh, Sean, what's behind this decision on your part to get involved here in MMA and to start your own thing, in fact? Well, you know, I started training actually between the 2005 and 2006 offseason. I just wanted to get better with my hands, right, more active, outside linebacker. I wasn't that great with my hands coming into the league. And I just picked it up, learning how to use my hands a lot better. And fast forward, I, I would do every single offseason. I launched Lights Out Exchange Fight in 2018. Um, you, as you said now, we have a big fight this Saturday live on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. Uh, if you don't have it, get it. We start at 6 p.m. Pacific. Also, anybody in the Riverside, California area, uh, check us out. Get tickets at lightsoutxf.com. Uh, and we got tickets there. But it's going to be a big show, man. But I, I, I honestly, I, I think that all former athletes should pick up some kind of combat sport. Let's be real. We, we, we're watching uh, Frank Gore, Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson. You know, we had Greg Hardy with some success in the UFC. There will be more guys transitioning into lights out extreme fight. No doubt about that. Yeah, it didn't work out for a few of those guys that you just named. I'm just gonna <laughs> put it on out there, big fella. Maybe they're not as nice with them hands as you are. <laughs> hey, Sean. Well, you know what? Man? It, it, it's the it's the point, you know, because it's the point of, of the mindset, right? I think that we we are a different animal, man. We we are a different breed of people, and you see when you get done. We can't, you know, go make a team anymore. We're not getting picked up. But these guys are still active. They still want to get after it. They still want to compete. And, yeah, you, you know, my hands are better than a lot of some of these other guys, which, you know, is why I transitioned into the sport. But we will be seeing a lot of, a lot of former guys transition here. Well, Sean, listen, man, I want to wish you the best of luck with your event on Saturday. You know we go way back to them DMV days when we were rivals as teenagers. And I just want to say, man, I'm proud of what you're doing. Keep up the great work. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me on. Sean Merriman, three-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro linebacker, with uh, the founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting. We told you about that event this Saturday uh, in Riverside, California. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a new career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to Progressive.com careers and apply online today. You know, while we're getting into extreme fighting and MMA with Sean, we got to touch on what's going on here with Dana White once again. Now, we talked about this at length uh, last week. Yeah. The idea that there is absolutely no punishment whatsoever for Dana White is just absurd after the incident that happened with his wife on New Year's Eve down in Mexico where he is caught on video uh, slapping her after she slapped him. And, you know, listen, he came out and apologized. She said, this is not the guy I know. That's all fine. Mm -hmm. When you are Dana White and you are the head of UFC and you have in the past with receipts in 2014 spoken out about Ray Rice, spoken out about domestic violence, when you have punished some guys, cut some guys loose for domestic violence, and you come out and think that an apology is just going to do it no matter – even if you say there's no excuse for it, it, it's not enough. You have to be consistent with this kind of thing. And now we have the California Legislative Women's Caucus that came out yesterday and sent a letter to Ari Emanuel, who is the head of Endeavor. They own UFC, and they're demanding for his immediate removal. Just the fact that there hasn't been any self-punishment whatsoever to step away 
is ridiculous, frankly. No question about it, Carlin. And when we say there's no discipline, I think the, the, the operative word that we need to attach to the end of it is yet. Because now with this move from the California Legislative Women's Caucus, there's political pressure on UFC and Endeavor Sports to do something. Because if they don't, the operation for UFC is going to get a lot more difficult out there on the West Coast. And we understand that there is millions, if not billions of dollars to be gained in terms of being able to promote events in that part of the country. So I just don't know how the UFC and how Dana White can skirt any form of discipline in this situation. And the longer they take, the more pressure is going to mount in terms of his removal from the sport altogether. And this is a guy that is the face of mixed martial arts for the last decade and a half. And, and I think I'm, 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 I'm being a little bit conservative in saying that in terms of the timeline. So there has to be something done in terms of punishing Dana White for what he did It's going to be more than an apology. It's going to take more than words from his wife calling what he did uncharacteristic. I need to see definitive, decisive action from the USC to say, this is not something that we're going to condone. We're not going to stand for it. And it doesn't matter whether it's one of our fighters or one of our executives. This has no place in the sport. Again, being a part of professional sports is a privilege. It's not a right. It's not a right. And so Dana White does not have to be a part of the MMA in order for the sport to continue to grow. I think he's been a good ambassador to this point, but what he did is an embarrassment to UFC. It's an embarrassment to mixed martial arts. So many times we think that an apology is supposed to be enough No, if you're involved in it. No, No. absolutely not. There has to be some consequences that come with this. And, Chris, what this is— Because what you do, what you do— Carlin, but here's the thing. When you don't punish it— you give permission for other people to do it. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the biggest part of this that we have to acknowledge. When what? you have a public figure like Dana White, what you're saying if you don't punish him is that if you're a person of a certain station, of a certain means, you can do this. This behavior is acceptable, and it's not. Well, what happens the next time an MMA fighter gets involved in a domestic violence situation? How, is Dana White going to punish him? How does that go exactly? How is that work exactly it it's not right whether or not he's going to do it to himself or they're going to do it to him somebody's going to do something because what they are hoping now is that this would just go away quietly it's not going to go away and it's not going away now when you get politicians involved we're we're not talking about like one or two who are grandstanding we're talking about 51 politicians in california that are getting involved on this yeah this is a pretty I, i i hate to put it this way it's a pretty simple fix. Yeah. Step away. Step away for a while and do the right thing here, whether it's a lengthy suspension or however you're going to handle it. Understand, you can talk about how much you were wrong, but show some actual contrition to it. Yeah. And here's the thing. The stakes couldn't be bigger for the UFC, keeping in mind that UFC is a part of Endeavor Sports, which is a huge company, Carl. Yeah. You're talking about an organization that has a market cap of $15 billion. I mean, this is a big company. They can't afford to have this type of liability of sorts when you have somebody that's supposed to be the face of one of the biggest aspects of your business behaving in the way that we saw Dana White in that video. That's completely unacceptable. And so you you have to make a statement about who you are as a company, about what the sport is going to be about moving forward. If you don't do anything to Dana White, 
it's a dangerous precedent for a sport that's already on the fringes when it comes to the nature of it. There are a lot of people that don't know whether it's okay to be fans of UFC or not, Carlin. This does not help the UFC appeal to fringe fans. It doesn't help you get the casual fan when you don't have discipline toward Dana White when he has something, when he does something that's so egregious. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. The other situation that is coming up quite a bit uh, when we start to look forward at the NFL playoffs, not situation, but the Cowboys continue to, to fascinate me as yeah. we're moving forward here. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to tell you, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, speaking out on one of his 12 radio shows uh, down in Dallas today, uh, checking in, asked about this game, what it means for Mike McCarthy and his future. No. just uh, I don't even want to. Uh, no. Uh, that's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. That was an answer to the question does Mike have to win this game to keep his job? Did, did he answer the question, though? Did he answer it? No. He did not. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Like He, he, no. he said, no, I'm not going into it. I'm not getting into the pluses and minuses. <laughs> I got more information to evaluate Mike McCarthy than just a wild card game. What he's saying is, I'm reserving judgment on Mike McCarthy pending the outcome of this game. Carlin, if they lose in a nail-biter, I'm still not sure that that's going to be enough to keep Mike McCarthy's job. This is a deep playoff run mandate without Jerry Jones coming out there and saying it. And I remember Michael Irvin jumping on first take before the season even started, and he said the, 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 the charge for Mike McCarthy is to get this team to a conference championship game. Anything short of that and his job security is up for debate. I don't understand how people can say it's unfair to Mike McCarthy when he took the job understanding what the stakes were. When you take this job and when your owner pays a quarterback $40 million a year and you're a double-digit win team, the goal is to win a championship. And if you fall short of the goal again, and if you have a first-round exit in the playoffs again, Carlin, then maybe you might need to consider a change at the top. And here's the other thing. This whole concept of fairness, we got to get rid of. Mm. Big Spears, you know I love you. I'm talking to you, dog. It ain't about being unfair to Mike McCarthy. Fair is a place where they judge pigs at. Jerry Jones trying to win a championship. (laughs) Just stop. Stop it, Jerry. Stop it. We know. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we've got more on the Cowboys. Want to hear from you. Should Mike McCarthy have to win this game to keep his job. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Up next, Canty and his top five. But not, not, not your power ranking, so to speak, in the league. No, 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 no. These are the top five jobs ranked that are available if you are a coach and looking for a job. He tells you what's the most desirable in moments right after we tell you about our friends from FanDuel. Now, NFL Wild Card Weekend is here, and the easiest way to get into the playoffs 
is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and White of 467369 in New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Hey, the Washington Commanders have made a big change. <laughs> no, 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 not Ron Rivera. No, 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 no. <laughs> Scott Turner, offensive coordinator, out. So it was his fault that they benched Taylor Heineke and went with Carson Wentz? Apparently. That was on him? I, I think that's usually the head okay. coach. But and, right. and listen, I like Ron Rivera a lot. I consider Ron Rivera a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, the fact that um, I, I don't necessarily think he has to be fired. Um, but I would say that if you're going to look for people to get rid of, I would not start with the offensive coordinator. Yeah, but sometimes you got to shoot a hostage, and I feel like that's what the commanders did in this situation. I, what I'm they, they had to make by, a though, statement. They had to give the fan base a pound of flesh, and Scott Turner ended up being that guy. But what I'm very interested in, though, is that they actually did not have Daniel Snyder in attendance the other day, and that's been a first in a long time. So I wonder if... Uh, you make that kind of smaller change now, and then later on, if a sale does go through, 
Uh, you just got to leave things be for the moment and let the next guy make a decision on what he wants to do for the future. And that's fair enough. I mean, Ron Rivera, Rivera does give you stability. You know he's going to be an adult in the room. He's shepherded this franchise through a lot of turmoil over the last couple of years, and that included a playoff appearance. So I get it, Carlin. Maybe, maybe you do stay with him until you get the next owner, and that way you're not in a situation like the Denver Broncos found themselves in firing Nathaniel Hackett before the season even ended. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, not to mention your smart speaker, Sirius XM Channel 80. A lot of calls checking in on Mike McCarthy. Let's hit him. We'll start with Nikki in Florida, up first on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Nikki, what do you got? You're on ESPN Radio. Is the caller there? Going once, going twice. All right, we'll try to put him on hold here. Let's see. We'll give it a shot. All right, Nikki's back. Let's, Hello? Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm here. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm doing well. Nikki, short for Shaniqua, please say the equa. Mike McCarthy got to go. I'm going to tell you mm. why. Jack Prescott entered that game leading the league in too many categories for them to lose that game that way. You have one assignment. One assignment, if nothing else, as a Cowboys coach, and that is to beat Washington. And not only did we lose that game, we lost it miserably. Did Dak throw picks? Hell yeah, he did. Dak be Dakin. But the thing is, <laughs> we saw in the game, we saw in the game just previous that he has a short memory for those. We saw him turn that right around, right around, and then start playing a game that looked like he is the man that he is. So I'm not gonna let it be Dak's fault. I don't know what's going on with my baby Micah Parsons, but we're gonna get him back. But at the end of the day, I lead sales teams for a living. If I put together a team of A-player salespeople and we don't hit quota, I lose my job, and I deserve to lose my job. He got to go. Wow. She ain't wrong. That's about as good of a call as you can have right no there. No lies told in that situation. No, no absolutely I mean, not. the expectation is to win a championship. That's why they bought Mike McCarthy in. A part of the selling point three years ago when they hired the guy, Carlin, was the fact that he had a Super Bowl ring on his resume. So if he doesn't get that job done, if he doesn't deliver after back-to-back 12-win seasons, and to, to add more insult to it, first-round exit to the postseason? Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to move on from him. How about Greg in Florida next on ESPN Radio? Hey, Greg, what's going on? I think we're having an issue. You guys have to punch up the calls for us because uh, on our end, we're just having a little problem there. To be there. Greg is so up next. Hey, Greg, 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 I know you're mid-thought there. Hang on. We just got you on the air. What's up? Okay, we've seen this movie too many times. McCarthy needs to go, but with Sean Payton not there, who do you bring in next? I mean, facts are facts. McCarthy, yeah, he's got a Super Bowl, but what's he done? What's he done since he's been in Dallas and he's hindering Dak's progress? I mean, who, who's next? Well, with Sean biggest, Payton probably it, not there. Well, it's probably not Sean Payton, but it's not because he doesn't want the job. It's because. I don't know that Jerry is going to turn the keys over and let him do what he needs to do to win. And that's ultimately what has to happen for Sean Payton to take one of these jobs. He's got to be in charge of the whole situation. Well, that was the last time the Dallas Cowboys had sustained success. It was when Bill Parcells was shepherding the franchise, Carlin, and you're talking about the team making the postseason in back-to-back years and having an opportunity to contend for a championship being the number one seed in the NFC. I mean, think about that. This is a situation where you need that czar to come in and 
in, in, in certain instances, keep Jerry from making the decisions that ultimately doom the franchise when it comes to having opportunities to, to win the division consistently or to make it to the playoffs and win multiple playoff games. So I just – in this situation, Sean Payton is going to want to have significant say because he's going to be in so much – in such demand. So I, I, I could see the Dallas Cowboys going that route if things go left. I think that would be the, something that the fan base would embrace – it's just would Jerry want to pay the asking price, not just with the coins, but with giving Sean Payton a say. Let's hit uh, quickly Josh in North Carolina next on ESPN Radio. Josh, what's up? Uh, they should have never hired Mike McCarthy. He's a yes man. They don't need a yes man in that that position. They need somebody like Canty said, Bill Parcells, somebody who's going to run the program. They have too much talent not to be in the NFC Championship game every year. Look, it's not even every year. I wouldn't put it that way. But you should have done a whole lot more winning than you have done in the postseason. That's all it boils down to. And when they hired McCarthy, they hired a guy that had won a Super Bowl before, and that's why he got the job. But the problem is, Mike McCarthy is a yes man. He will say, thank you, sir, may I have another, and do whatever you want. Well, where was Mike McCarthy before Jerry Jones hired him? He was on the outs, remember? Yeah. I mean, he, he, was, a job. he was a pariah based on how things ended in Green Bay and the rift that was between him and Aaron Rodgers. And this is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And so people thought the game had passed Mike McCarthy by, and it just so happened to be uh, the confluence of events that made sense for the Dallas Cowboys to go that route because they're in their championship window right now, and they had to pay Dak Prescott $40 million a year. But now that they've made all of those decisions, Carlin, and now that you have a roster – with a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense, and now that you've won back-to-back double-digit win seasons, I, I just it feels like it's at the point now where Mike McCarthy has to get this team to take that next step, which is making a deep playoff run. And if they don't do it this year, I'm not so certain that next year is going to be any different. It's not going to get easier from here in terms of being able to keep all of the pieces together. Think about it. Trayvon Diggs is going to eventually have to get paid. Micah Parsons is going to have to get paid. You've got all C.D. Lamb is going to have to get paid. All of these young guys are going to have to get paid top-of-the-market money. You can't keep your entire roster together. So that has to be a concern for Jerry Jones moving forward if they don't take advantage of the window they have right now. I'm never interested in who's number four. I know you're not either. You want to know who's number one. Canty tells us next, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I put up a poll regarding my bacon conundrum earlier today. Yeah. At Chris Carlin on Twitter. I would invite you to check it out and vote. Here is the crux of the argument. I was charged $5 for bacon on my grilled cheese, uh, grilled chicken wrap earlier today. Two strips of bacon for $5. At the same restaurant, a cheeseburger was $8.95, a bacon cheeseburger $9.95. Could I have justifiably lost it on someone? I did not. But could I have done that? And there are three options. A, there's a war on bacon. B, move on, Chubbs. C, we've got your back, Carlin. Mm. I think that's fair to vote right now. There we go. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're not interested in who's number five or number four or number three. We'll find out anyway en route to finding out who's number one. Each week. Only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. You're damn right it is. Number five. Carlin, you know who number five is? In the list of coaching jobs that are open? Yes, exactly. The least attractive job of the jobs that are open right now in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. It's the team that was just sold. It would be the Denver Broncos. And here's why it's the worst job, Carlin. Because you're saddled with Russell Wilson as your quarterback for the foreseeable future. At least the next two seasons, that contract is an albatross. George Payton, the general manager, he should be fired for giving Russell Wilson that contract before the season started. I get it. They sent a hell of a lot of draft capital and players to the Seattle Seahawks for Russell Wilson. But... You wanted to see a little more show and prove than what we got from Russ this year. Now, he's been better since they fired Nathaniel Hackett, but I ain't going to sit here and blame everything that we saw from the Broncos' offense on Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson absolutely has to be better, Carlin, and I'm not sure that he's capable of being better. So that's why I have the Denver Broncos as the worst job in the National Football League right now. Here's what I will say. The Broncos do have $10 million in cap space and the 29th overall pick going into this draft. So... There is some resources to work with out in Denver, but I don't know how you work around a quarterback that you're paying nearly $50 million to. Number four. The Arizona Cardinals. First of all, you got one of the cheapest owners in the sports, in the Bidwell family, and then you have Kyler Murray, who Malcolm Bidwell said will have input on the next coaching hire. I'm not sure that's the place you want to live. And then you have the incumbent general manager, Steve Kime, stepping away, taking a leave of absence because of his health concerns. Not quite sure who's going to end up landing that job. All of the uncertainty baked into that Arizona situation makes it a very difficult job. And when you consider the San Francisco 49ers and where they're at with their program building, I just see them as the preeminent team in that division for the foreseeable future. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals job is a good job to have. It would be a different story, Carlin, if you're telling me that the new head coach and general manager would have the autonomy to use the third overall pick on a quarterback, but I just don't see that happening given the owner's comments about Kyler Murray yesterday. Number three. The Indianapolis Colts. Mm. And, Carlin, the reason why this team isn't higher on my list is because of the division that they play in. When you look at Mike Vrabel, one of the top five best coaches in the National Football League, when you look at what's going on with Doug Peterson, Super Bowl-winning head coach with a quarterback that we believe could be top ten at the position – in the next couple of years, I just don't see a lot of room 
for the opportunity to consistently win that division. And so the Indianapolis Colts job, you got some pieces to work with, but the offensive line felt like they took a step back. You don't necessarily have the best skill position core. I think the defense has to be the identity of that team. But in order to win in this league, you got to have offense, and they're a long ways away. Number two. I hate to say this, Carlin, but the Houston Texans are number two. And it's not because of anything that the organization has done because they can't get out of their own way hiring and firing coaches. They got more one-and-dones than Kentucky Wildcats basketball. But I, I just look at the Houston Texans as a situation where it's a blank canvas, and if you have the right person to come in and establish that program, they could be in good shape. Carlin, they got $47.6 million in cap space this offseason, and they have the second overall pick, which guarantees that they're going to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I think that's a solid foundation. They have a decent offensive line to work with for a young signal caller. They don't have anything else. And so they've got to get better. They, they just got to find a way to get more cornerstones in order to build around and have a coach that can develop the people that are in the building. Number one. The Carolina Panthers. The best job of the available jobs in the National Football League, Carlin. This is a team that came 14 minutes away in week 17 of winning the NFC South. They were up 21 to 10 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before Tom Brady and Mike Evans went off. They won their regular season finale. They've done a great job under interim head coach Steve Wilkes. I hope he gets that job down in Carolina, but you have an owner with deep pockets and you have the ninth overall pick, Carlin. Not a bad place to be. They got to figure out what's going on with the quarterback situation, but I think they'll do that this offseason with some of the options available to them. Listen, I understand the list, but I don't understand the list. I have to tell you, how are the Broncos fifth? And I know what your your rationale is. I'm, I can't afford to give up on Russell Wilson completely yet. I've got an owner with ridiculously deep pockets who wants to come in and make it happen. <coughs> and, excuse me, I, I've got a chance here with a really good defense to maybe be better in relatively short order if the quarterback can get it around. And the Texans second. God, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near the Texans given how they have handled their franchise over the last eight, nine years. I mean, that's been a complete embarrassment. Well, they got the chaplain, Jack Easterby, out of there. So maybe maybe the fortunes for the Texans I hope could be so, turning around. I, I don't know that it was him. Maybe Cal McNair was more of the issue, especially if they're going to hire Josh McCown. Well, I don't think they're going to hire him now. He's not on the list of coaches that they've requested interviews with. Mm. 